welcome back to the Yes Functional Longevity Podcast. We give you insight on how to get fit to feel younger and live better. I'm not sure if the title came in today or not, but we're here today at the Yes Functional Longevity Podcast. I'm Chris Porter, best-selling author and owner of Yes Fitness, coming to you live from our studio today. Uh, just some real quick housekeeping. Fourth of July weekend is a weekend, one of the first big weekends of the year. We'll get out, going to some nice weather. So we are closed Saturday and Monday. We're closed all three days, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Um, so get out there and enjoy some time with your family and friends. Get outdoors, be active, and we'll get back at it on Tuesday the 6th. Tuesday the 6th. So... Today we're going to talk about vacations because it's vacation time of the year and for those who don't know, I was away for four days last week celebrating my 30th wedding anniversary. My wife and I took a few days and went down to Wildwood, New Jersey and I thought I'd give you an idea of how I look at exercise and vacation and how you might want to take a little bit different look at it yourself. As you might know, might not know, I ran recently in the Masters Games, the 1,500-meter dash. Uh, I did okay. Placed fifth and sixth in each one of the races. So I am back in training, and it's important not to miss any training sessions. You know, even though my next real race isn't until next May, you know, you need to keep continue training. And so I don't lose anything. At least that's the mindset that most people have. They need to continue to keep training. So as I worked up to this four days off, we left on Tuesday. So Tuesday morning I got up early, got my run in, and we got on the road about 8, 9 o'clock in the morning. But while I was down there, I decided I wasn't going to do anything. I was going to take the four days off. If I get back in time on Friday, I might get a run in. But I was not going to do anything for Tuesday, the rest of Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and probably Friday. And as it turned out, we got back late on Friday. There was a lot of traffic, and um, I did not run. And I got involved in projects on Saturday, and I did not lift weights on Saturday. And then on Sunday, uh, I did get my run in. So I went five days or so without doing anything, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, four days without doing anything. And you might think that's ooh, that's crazy. There's a trainer that's not exercising. But in reality, you need to give your body some time off. You need to relax, not just physically, but mentally. A lot of times when I go on vacation, I will exercise because it's a time where I can just, just relax and go, get into my workouts, not have to worry about getting done in time because I have an appointment or I have a meeting or I have a broadcast or whatever it might be. I can just relax and exercise um, with some peace of mind. And to also know that if I don't get it in, I don't get it in, and that's okay. And that's kind of what I wanted to talk to you about today is it's okay to give your body rest, even, you know, between workouts. If you've been going hard for two, three, four months, five months, whatever it is, it might even be a good idea to give your body a full, complete week off from training. Now, we still want you to be active. We want you to be out biking or hiking or swimming, whatever it might be. But you don't need to be in the facility lifting weights or training. And that's a mindset that a lot of people don't have. 
often I have clients ask me for a, a program while they're on vacation. And we'll be more than happy to give them a program. Sometimes we, <coughs> excuse me, we'll lend them some equipment so they get something done. But they'll come back and say, oh, they feel bad about it. They really didn't get anything done. They didn't exercise. They didn't do what they wanted to do. And they feel bad about themselves. I walked a lot. Okay, that's great. You walked a lot. And you'll, as you'll hear in a few minutes, walking is a great thing to be doing. It's going to help maintain your muscle mass, believe it or not. But to set yourself up for that um, failure or that negativity or that thought process that, hey, I wanted to do it, but I didn't get it done. Now I feel bad about that. That's really probably not a good thing. You probably need to go into it with the mindset, hey, if I can get this done, great. If I don't, that's okay. My body needs rest. Rest is important. You can even see it if you were watching any Olympic trials. They might do a swim on Friday, but then again, they don't swim again until Saturday. Get a full 24-hour period rest to relax and, and recover. When we lift weights, we know that we need to give it 48 hours rest for the body to recover because when we lift weights, we're breaking the body down and we actually get in shape when we're not working out during that recovery period. Same thing if I'm running hard. If I run hard on a Wednesday, I'm not going to come back and run hard again on Thursday. My body needs to recover. So recovery is important. And if you've been training for a long time, or even if it is a few months, and you're going to go away for a week or so, don't be afraid to take that week off. So what research has found that you can lose, actually lose up to one kilogram of lean body mass in just a week if you're completely immobilized. So that means you have to do absolutely nothing for a week, and you might lose up to a kilogram of lean body mass. And even when you're not fully immobilized, research has shown that an 11% decrease in type 2 muscle size in trained subjects after just 10 days of no exercise. So you, you could lose something. Before you freak out, what's important to note is that the decrease in size for the most part is not actually muscle loss. It's not actual contractile tissue that's lost. Instead, it's a drop in your glycogen levels and water stored in your muscles. So you don't feel the pump that you used to have because the glycogen and water levels within your muscles makes a significant, a significant difference in how you appear. So you feel like you've lost something, but you really haven't lost muscle mass in that time frame. In fact, research shows that muscle glycogen can increase muscle volume by about 16%. That's a lot, 16%. And since research also indicates that when we stop training, your muscle glycogen levels can drop by 20% in just one week, it means that your muscles will look considerably smaller after some time away from the gym. And it's something that you may have noticed or may not have noticed over time, but the good news is about this is that your muscle glycogen levels in water stores can quickly refill once you start training again. So you bounce back quickly. You, re, you get those gains back quickly. You don't lose that much strength. In fact, in a 2013 study in the University of Tokyo illustrates this idea perfectly. They had two groups of subjects that had them train either intermittently for six weeks on 
in three weeks off for a total of 24 weeks. And then he had another group that trained continuously for 24 weeks. Surprisingly, they found that both groups gained virtually the same amount of muscle by the end of the 24 weeks. So what this simply means is that taking a couple weeks off from lifting won't cause a significant muscle loss, even though it may seem like it due to your glycogen and water fluctuations. But unfortunately, if you take enough time off, you will lose muscle mass, and that's just inevitable. So to have the mindset, that, hey, I'm going to go away, and if I can get some exercise in, that's great. If I don't, I'm talking about strength training right now, if I don't, that's okay. I'm not going to really lose anything. Research does show that after three weeks of no training, it's when you'll indeed start to experience some actual muscle and strength loss. Typically, I think of it as like this. If, if I was to train and stop training on February 1st and took the whole month of February off, it would take me more, basically one month to get back to where I was at the beginning of February when I stopped training. So it would take me the months of March to make up for that time. So if you're planning on taking an extended time away from the gym, or you're just going to be very inconsistent with your training for a while, then muscle loss isn't really something that you need to be concerned about. And while you're not at the facility training, or if you can't get somewhere to do some strength training, here's some things that you can do to maintain your muscle mass. Now, typically, this isn't going to be a problem. We need to make sure that we maintain our calories, that we eat enough calories while we're away on our vacation. Not a problem for most of us, right? But your body's ability to maintain its muscle mass and current body composition is strongly affected by how much you eat. And this is especially true in the event that you're not training. Although eating at a certain calorie surplus is normally helpful to build monthly muscle, since you're not actually training, it's simply going to result in excess fat gain instead. On the other hand, eating at a caloric deficit is normally helpful to lose fat. But again, since you're not actually training, it's going to increase in to it's going to contribute to increased muscle breakdown instead. So if you're eating too much and we're not training, we're gonna gain some fat. If we're not eating enough, we're not training, we're gonna break down the muscle. The best thing you can do is eat just enough to maintain your weight. Researchers analyzed the effect of eating at a calorie deficit, maintenance calories, or a calorie surplus for muscle mass retention in subjects taking a break from training. And as expected, they found that a calorie deficit led to a greater amount of muscle loss. So when you're on vacation, let's make sure that we're eating enough, okay? But what's interesting is that they found that eating a calorie surplus actually led to not only fat gain, but also an increase in the rate of muscle loss, which they speculated was due to a variety of processes, like inflammatory processes, that occur indirectly from fat gain. So again, as suggested by the researchers, simply stick to a maintenance calorie level, okay? And if you don't know what that number is, and it's very difficult to count calories, you know we're not believers in calories, okay? Hopefully over time you've realized how much you should eat and not eat to be able to maintain your weight. But if you really want to get some kind of estimate, a rough estimate would be to if you would take your current weight and multiply it by 15. 
can stick to that while you're monitoring that over time to make sure you're not gaining weight. So for example, if you're a 170 pound individual, okay, and you multiply that times 15, that'll be 2,550 calories, which I'm sure just blows a lot of people's minds that it's not 12 or 1,500 calories, but it's somewhere around 2,250 calories that you should eat to maintain your weight if you're 170 pounds. So that would be kind of a goal that you're looking for while you're on vacation. The second thing you do, another important thing about eating is you might be sure you're eating a protein um, and maintaining a high protein intake during a period of no training helps minimize muscle loss. Now, for the exact amount, we know that sticking to a protein intake of roughly 0.73 to 1 gram per pound of body weight is sufficient, okay? But just to be on the safe side, you want to stick to the higher end of that range, would be likely your best to maintain. So if, you know, you're weighing 150 pounds, you want to get about 150 grams of protein in. And if you're following our normal recommended meal plan, you would have no problem hitting these numbers so that you're away, you're not going to lose that muscle mass. Uh, lastly, it's important to realize that strength training isn't the only kind of exercise to maintain muscle mass. So here's the good part, okay? I talked about it a few minutes ago. Simple activities like brisk walking, light swimming, doing some chores, for example, is enough stimulus to help maintain your muscle better than it would be if you were just completely be sedentary. We know if we're sedentary completely, then we're going to lose that muscle mass, okay? In addition, during your time off, if you're able to make it to the gym, if you're actually able to make it to the gym, multiple studies have indicated you actually don't need to do as much in order to maintain your muscle mass as you think. So, for example, in a 2011 paper found that you only need to do, you only need to do one third of your original training volume to maintain your muscle mass. So, if you're going to the gym and you're doing three sets of eight different exercises. You want to maintain your muscle mass that week? Just get in there and do one set. That's all you need to do. And that's going to help you maintain your muscle mass. Similarly, similarly, in a 2018 paper, they found they had subjects perform 13-minute workouts for just three times a week. And they found that the subjects were able to maintain and even slightly increase the muscle mass throughout a period of eight weeks. So it didn't take that much. It doesn't take that much. So if you're away and you're planning on doing some strength training, okay, something is better than nothing. But if you can't do anything, it's okay. So if you have the time and it's available to make it to a gym for one full body workout per week or maybe some quick ones, some multiple ones during the week, but they're shorter, it's okay. This in conjunction with the tips about eating, you're likely to be able to maintain your muscle mass while you're away. That's great news because so many people get down when they don't get to exercise while they're away. You don't need to. If you can, that's great. But if you don't, it's all right. Now, as far as cardiovascular, okay, you're going to start to lose some cardiovascular fitness in one or two weeks, okay? Your body's ability to transport and utilize oxygen is one of the first things you'll notice after a prolonged period of inactivity. It's the first thing that starts to decline. And you'll likely feel a small difference even after one week without exercise. I know I do. For some reason, I don't get to get out there and do my cardiovascular training, my energy system training, 
and I hit out there eight or ten days from there, I definitely feel a difference. It takes me a little bit longer to warm up, and I just don't perform as well. But if you generally fit, don't panic about this to miss a few days. Like I said, even if you, even if they're really critical ones, where it's important workouts, okay, the long run day or something like that, it's all right. But if you start missing more and more, fitness will eventually begin to dwindle. It just makes sense. So it's safe to say that within two weeks, an endurance athlete can see significant degradation in their level of fitness after two weeks. So like you said, I'm going to get out there and walk. Absolutely, get out there and do some walking while you're away. After a day's missed workout, much isn't going to change. But after two weeks, you may experience a decrease in your VO2 max and your lactate threshold, as well as changes in your blood enzymes associated with cardiovascular fitness. So if you go for a month, you can expect a significant decrease in like oxygen stores and things like that. So, I mean, there's been studies that show that after four weeks of inactivity, endurance cyclists saw a 20% decrease in their VO2 max. After 12 days of inactivity, their blood enzymes associated with endurance performance decreased by 50%. So it's gonna happen. And another thing we have to think about is the age factor. Older people are gonna lose their fitness faster. Younger people generally regain it quicker. They're not gonna lose it as quick, and they're gonna regain it quicker. Older people, it's going to go away faster, and it's going to take a little bit more to come back. So this ability of your lungs, your heart, your blood vessels to take in oxygen and transport it to your muscles, where it's used to produce energy for movement, the more cardiovascular respiratory work you do, the more you work the system, the better it's going to be. Makes sense, right? And the third area, which you know most people never think about this when they go away, is flexibility and immobility. And quite honestly, it might be the most important thing to help you feel good. But it's not something we think about. We think about doing some work and we think about doing some cardiovascular work. We don't think about our flexibility and mobility. And we just know like the term, we talked about the term creep. If I stay in this position for 20 minutes, it takes me 30 minutes opposite that to change the fibers back to the way they were. So we're sitting in a car, maybe we're driving or an airplane for eight or 10 hours. Next thing we get out of that car, we're like this. It's going to take a lot of this to feel better and get that posture back. Now, if you're doing some regular stretching and you stop, it's going to go away a little bit slower. But if you're not, if you're not doing it regularly, you're going to really feel the effects. And just by doing some simple mobility work for the ankles and the hips and the T-spine, getting some flexibility work in your hip flexors, the front of those hips, some sitting and some opening up that chest, all that is not only going to help you move better, it's going to help you feel better. So it might be the one thing that if you're going to try to do something while you're on vacation, you're not going to get to the facility, to the gym, to do anything, even if it's a single set, and you're not doing a whole lot of walking, get some stretching in, because that's what's really going to help you feel good. That's going to help you move better. It's, you, you're going to notice it. You're not going to be as stiff. Your joints are going to move better, and that's exactly what inactivity does to you. So keep this in mind if you're heading out for vacation, okay? If you can get to the facility, great. If not, that's okay, especially for strength training. Make sure we're getting out there and walking, because if we're out there walking, we're gonna help maintain our cardiovascular fitness, so we're gonna feel better. We're gonna help our digestion system better, we're gonna make you can sleep a little bit better, and certainly do a little bit of flexibility. It's gonna help you feel better. It's gonna help you move better. 
And if you don't get it in, it's all okay. You're not going to lose it in one week's time. Going to Europe for a month? Maybe you should think about hopping into one of those gyms over there. So that's it. Hope this information is helpful for you this summer. Hope you enjoy your vacations just a little bit more, give you a little bit of peace of mind. And if you are looking for a workout on um, while you're going away, come see us. We'll give you a workout. We'll put it right on our Bridge app for you so you'll be able to look at it on your phone, write it down, give you videos, whatever it might take, even lend you a little bit of equipment. So that's what we got for you today. I want to thank you for taking the time to listen to what I have to say. Enjoy your summer. And you look, can look for more information from me next Tuesday where I'm going to give you insight on how to get fit, feel younger, and live better. Thanks for watching and have a great evening.